Hello and welcome to Biswell. It's Melissa here and today we are talking about messes and memories. Just wrapping up the holiday season and with every gathering of family and friends there's the highs and the lows and mostly highs but with making memories there's always a little bit of mess. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about our family traditions and our good times and some of our challenges. So in our family tradition over the holidays, the 24th Christmas Eve is our day where we spend most of the day creating some delicious food that we'll eat that night. Um, my mom is Italian, my dad is Mexican, and so probably for the last 25 years or so, we spend that day cooking. We start with uh, tamales, which are delicious most of the time. It's a whole day process where we buy the masa, that's the cornmeal, at a local Mexican restaurant. My brother usually brings some meat, either some duck that he has acquired uh, through hunting, or perhaps we'll have some pork or uh, beef, but it's a variety, and it's seasoned deliciously by my brother, Tony. And then we spend the day, we... First, uh, take the husks. Those go into water for over 24 hours to soften them. And then we doctor up the masa with lots of amazing spices. We spread the masa. I'm giving you the short version here because it is about a two to three hour uh, ordeal or fun challenge, if you want to say. And um, there are people who are spreading the masa. There are people who are filling with meat and rolling them. And then they cook on uh, almost like a low broiler for a few hours and they turn out scrumptious. We make them a little bit different because we don't add a lot of masa. Sometimes when you go to restaurants, Mexican restaurants, you'll get them and they're seriously like four inches thick and they've just got a little meat inside. We do it opposites. We have just a tiny bit of the masa, the cornmeal, the outer, and then the inside is stuffed with meat. So we find them much more delicious to have less of the cornmeal. But anyway, this whole thing takes all day or half day. It used to take us a longer time. Now that the kids uh, have grown up, I have two nieces, both in their 20s. My son, they become uh, masters at this. They love it. It's part of our tradition and we've become much more efficient. And then after that, we start the Italian traditional meal, which is called brujol. Uh, if you look that up, and I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's it's a, something we started after my grandfather died. My grandfather was from Sicily, and it was something that we started in his memory. We unfortunately didn't do it when he was alive, but after he had passed. And so now our kids uh, count and look forward to this every single year on Christmas Eve. And God forbid, I asked one year, I said, hey, maybe we cook a prime rib or a roast or a ham. And you thought that I had just asked to cancel Christmas like I was the Scrooge. But it is a lot of work, although I found out that my family and my our kids find they love this tradition. We laugh and, and sometimes have some wine as we're cooking. Um, and again, they love it. And so that idea and tradition will stick with us. And it was squashed. I will never bring it up again. But it is a full day. It's almost like a full day of work. And I, I have a hard time going from Mexican food to Italian food all on the same plate, but who am I to say? Everybody else loves it. So uh, back to the Italian side of this brujol. My grandfather always called it brujolini. And uh, come to find out, that's a version of Italian that he made up, which is, it's 
It's mostly, uh, if you look for it here in the States, it's pronounced brajol. And um, it is Italian. It's from uh, Sicily, I believe. Um, it's an Italian specialty, and it's made from either uh, pounded or sliced beef rump, top round or bottom round. Don't ask me any about, uh, thing about those things. I don't know. My brothers handle that and purchase it. It's, it's um, They have it cut very, very thin, and then we typically will pound it a little bit to make it even thinner. And then what we do is we, it's, it's basically, if you looked up the recipe for brujol, it's a meat stuffed with some ingredients I'm going to tell you about, but it's one big one where we do it differently. And that's maybe where my grandfather came up with the name um, Brugiolini is that uh, we take tiny little pieces of this meat. So they're individual size. They're probably the size of like a large, large meatball. So anyway, what we do is we um, take this certain kind of steaks like I mentioned, top round, flank steak, skirt steak, sirloin, get it very thin, pound it out. And then we have some ingredients. We have fresh tomatoes, Parmesan cheese, parsley, breadcrumbs. Um, of course, there's a bunch of other um, ingredients like the salt, the pepper, garlic, and we have Italian parsley, important to have the Italian parsley, some olive oil. And then this is going to sound really weird. Um, suet. Suet is basically a little bit of fat from a pork. And you're like thinking that sounds disgusting, but no, you put a little bit of suet in with the breadcrumbs, the parsley, the Parmesan cheese, tomatoes, etc. And you roll it up, you use strings to tie it. So again, this is a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's delicious. Um, so once you, you get the meat, you pound it, you roll it, Oh, and eggs. Again, I don't know that everybody does this. Uh, this is my grandfather's tradition. And so you boil a bunch of eggs. So there's a piece of egg in there. So you've got a whole bunch of stuffing, right? Again, the cheese, the egg, um, breadcrumbs, parsley, Parmesan cheese and tomatoes. And then this little piece of su suet uh, that you have to specially go to the, bar to the butcher and ask him on the counter for some suet. He'll probably know what that is. Some don't. So then you could say you want some pork fat. Uh, that pork fat basically melts in there and it really helps the meat stay tender. So we started talking about traditions and messes. So not only are there messes in the kitchen, but you know, with fun and, and family and traditions come emotional messes too, right? I mean, the day I suggested we didn't do this tradition on the 24th, it, you know, caused havoc in the household. Um, but yeah, so this is a big mess all day long uh, for someone like me who likes things clean and in their place and not a lot of clutter. This is a day of emotional challenge for me that I, I, I try to focus on the positive, the gathering, the making of memories and traditions and trying to leave behind my compulsive wanting everything clean and orderly and organized and try to enjoy the day. And part of making memories are, are those messy times. Sorry about that. That was the dog in the background. The family dynamics, you know, I'm referring to these patterns of interactions among, among your relatives, right? Like everybody has their role in the family. You're the oldest, you're the youngest. The parents, you know, over time have now become more dependent than they were uh, parents. And, you know, because every member of the family has different emotions they bring to the gathering, I tend to get a little uh, stressed going into the holiday as much as I look forward to it. Uh, the fi family dynamics sometimes get me a little edge. 
thankfully for my parents, although they're divorced, they've come together for 50 years, <clears throat> even since they've been divorced. So we have our family present, but again, you know, there's still a little bit of um, challenges sometimes with the family and, and the parents, even though they're divorced, for the most part, they're very cordial, friendly, and appreciative of each other and what they bring to the table. I am blessed with a sister-in-law who's a saint. She has put up with my family for probably 30 years, 25, 30 years. She's a saint, 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 and um, love her to death. And she always brings a nice calm to the uh, chaos of the Botello family. But anyway, like I said, there's a little mess and a lot of memories. I think we all walk on edge just a little bit around the holidays because we never know what mom may say, dad may say, siblings, you know, so uh, we are a family of passion and empathy and we also are a family of sensitivity. There's many of us who something is said, someone takes it in the wrong way or is overly sensitive. So again, these are all my feelings going into the holiday and I try to stay excited and positive and focused and most importantly, um, come to the gathering with gratitude that not all families can do this. Not all families have these relationships. So I try to take the good and the bad, you know, and, and even a little bit of the messiness. Um, I remember as a little girl, my grandma used to always say, let's have harmony. Let's have harmony. And I think we do. We're all trying to, um, at times we're a little dysfunctional, but we're trying to keep the peace and harmony for the family festivity. And, um, you know, so sometimes we don't always have that. So our tip or our family sort of goal to keep the peace and keep the harmony uh, over the holidays is really trying to avoid bringing up any particular subject that's loaded. Politics. My mom can get really going on the politics and her conviction. So we try to steer her away from that, but that's not always successful. But as I said, we're also the sensitive family. So we all know which uh, subjects to stay away from. I think the other thing we try to do is uh, just bring up and share happy memories, particularly with our oh, our parents. Um, and my mom's gotten to a point where she repeats the same story, you know, 10 times, but we all just look at each other and smile and we're grateful that she's sharing the happy memories that takes us away from some of our edginess. Part of things getting messy is when we don't hold our tongue. And I think as we've all gotten older and we all just know where this could go down a rabbit hole, you know, there's things we all want to say, me specifically, but, you know, sort of holding back. Um, and when it comes to our grown parents, aging parents, our, our adult kids, you know, people's feelings get hurt. So, again, trying to keep it peaceful and harmony during the holiday. So if you're going through this or you know that you've got a ho another holiday gathering coming and or just in general with your family, as you, as you may be like me where you love them and you enjoy them, However, sometimes they make you feel on edge. You know, maybe some of these things could help you. Holding back a little bit, uh, avoiding those subjects with sensitive people. But all in all, we made some great new memories. Again, it's just year after year having our aging parents be part of our lives. Uh, we're very grateful for um, this year. John didn't go to church. And, you know, for years I would really try to convince him and influence him to go because it was important to my family, my father specifically. Let that go this year. And uh, he didn't make it to Christmas Mass with us, which is fine. We still had a good uh, family gathering. It was great. We came home. We ate our, our Christmas Eve tamales and boujaloon and everything was fine. So we're making new memories, making, uh, keeping our old traditions and enjoying 
our, there were a lot of walks this holiday season, all of us trying to get out, get uh, a little distance between us all. Unfortunately, it was raining like five days straight, so it was a little bit hard, but we also have this saying, um, maybe you can use in your next family gathering when you need a break. So years ago, we were in Lake Tahoe for Christmas, and we were in this tiny cabin with about 15 people, way too small. And it was just so much togetherness and there was really nothing to do because we were in a snowstorm, everything was closed, but the only thing that was open was the store. So we all found reasons why we had to go to the store. And so now that's the running joke. Someone will say, oh, I'm going to the store. And uh, I found out this year, funny, uh, Alex, my sister-in-law and John a few years ago had to go to the store and you can't see, I'm in air quotes, store. And they stopped off at the local um, restaurant for a glass of wine. So good for them. If, whatever it takes. Uh, if you have to go to the store just to get away from your family. Um, and again, I love them. I love them, love them, love them. But a lot of togetherness. So that's about our traditions, some of our traditions and some of our messiness and uh, how I got through it. So I hope you and yours had a wonderful holiday and uh, looking forward to an exciting 2022. Until next time, thank you for tuning in to the Bizwell Podcast.